Hey, everybody. So I recorded an episode with my friend Jack recently for She-Hulk, and the discussion went in so many different directions that I ended up getting extra episodes out of it. So there's the She-Hulk episode, which I hope you enjoyed. And there is another movie we talked about that will be released sometime in the future. Or maybe it has already been. (laughs) I don't know what what order I'm going to put them out in. This episode is Jack and I sort of veering off into a discussion about uh, mainly Star Wars, but just sort of, um, it was a kind of a vague discussion around, it started with us talking about the Daredevil series, but we ended up talking about streaming in general um, and original series is by Disney Plus. So it mainly focused around Star Wars. Uh, and so it's it was such a long diversion during the She-Hulk episode but I felt like it was a fun discussion and a good one to have. It just did not relate back to She-Hulk until a long time. So I just essentially extracted it and put it somewhere else. And that's what this episode is. So we're going to be kind of in the middle of talking about something when this starts. But if you enjoy hearing people talk about kind of the corporate side of why content gets made and then a little bit of my past thoughts and cynicism about the Star Wars Disney Plus stuff and a little bit of just a little bit of a discussion about, uh, you know, the merits and uh, and flaws of such content. Um, this is a fun discussion for you to listen to. So uh, it's a, enjoy this bonus episode of me and Jack talking about the Disney Plus Star Wars stuff. going to drop weekly just like they have been which i think is great which everyone likes by the way i don't know if you have an opinion on a season a season drop or a weekly release for uh, streaming shows in general i mean i my personal preference is put them all out once so i can watch them all but that's more mm-hmm. like i mean that, but that was kind of one of the fun things about about this is uh you know, being like, okay, ooh, it's Thursday. The, yeah, the, yeah, the new, appointment new, viewing. New one. Yeah. It exactly. reminds you how TV used to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, oh, shit. It's, it's ooh, Thursday night, Seinf- baby. Yeah. Seinfeld's coming Time out to watch tonight. The Office, yeah. <laughs> I wonder how they're going to end this show. Hope yeah. it's not in a prison in the nicest town in America. Uh, so if you've never, if you've never heard my spiel on this, but like, because I've said it before, but like, that... I'm going to mansplain this to you in case you haven't thought of these angles before, which is you it have, possible maybe to mansplain to another, to man? another man. I'm still a man explaining to you. So I guess I, I guess so you sexist, but to me, it's like it, 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 it's good for everybody. It's good for the streaming service because they can retain your subscribership because you are getting less programming out of them in a particular month <clears throat> versus, you know, you could subscribe to, Netflix for a single month when you know Stranger Things is dropping, pay for the month, yeah. binge the show, and get off. But if they, if Disney releases a nine episode She Hulk, you've got to subscribe for at least three months to enjoy that. Mm-hmm. Maybe two if you skip the first couple, if you wait a couple weeks and then start. But you know, the impact is the same. You're either missing out on the show while it's happening or you're paying for the months that's on it. If you're, well, if you are, if you're so 
bent on saving six dollars that you would do that well, i think i think the thing that disney does well with that is 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 they clearly had these ideas yeah ready to go yeah and then they they're keeping to a pretty tight production you know timeline yeah. so well, that and, it's, and they've got other it things doesn't like make a- sense to to cancel doesn't make sense to cancel disney plus in between moon knight and she hulk or right and you know and- so yeah, if you're only watching for the Marvel stuff, it's like, yeah, there's going to be another thing in a couple months. Like, just, just stick around. We've got other stuff. We've got stuff that right. we know you love. We've got this, we got these other Star Wars shows too. You want to check those out? You know, we've got these, here's another fancy National Geographic thing with Chris Hemsworth surfing. Let's check that out. Cause he's Thor. Like, have you watched any of uh, Andor by the way? No, I have heard I should be, And it's, it's interesting because I'm fairly sour on star wars now but kellen of all people was like it it it's actually worth your time i'm shocked <laughs> well I, I need to give it I, i've just watched the first episode and it was with my son and i've heard it's excellent he was asking a bunch of questions so i couldn't really pay attention right we were in no. the keeping room and like jamie and her mom were making a bunch of noise the dogs were going no kellen kellen was but like need- he, he's like i don't understand what's happening but it's a good show I was like, wow. Okay. Well then I'll check it out. Well, Rogue One was uh was the only, you know, in between movie that was worth a damn. So. That you were yeah. I that like, I liked. I know you I know you're not a fan of it, but I, I no, enjoyed it. I I, I I I I'll probably give it another watch if I in and around Andor because I liked a lot of things about Rogue One. Like I like on a technical level, I, I love Rogue One. I love their shot design. I love I love the way they they I love the way the director wanted to remind you like how fucking huge these ships are <laughs> like yeah, that just yeah. introduce a scale back into the picture. Like, by the way, like these things are massive. Um, right. Just stuff like that reminds you of the stakes and it's just looks cool. There's just story stuff that I don't like. Um, but um, yeah. Well, see, I, I, and I think I did, that's part of the stuff that I liked is it, it's, it makes the rebellion kind of gritty and I had a friend of mine I think we were actually talking about one of the Star Wars video games Fallen Order Jedi Fallen Order oh right 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 okay we were both kind of like I mean you know it's all right it could be better and all that and he was like he's like you know I think uh I think everybody forgets that like it's okay to have a Star Wars anything without having Jedi like you don't have to have a Star Wars game that has that's about Jedi you can make a Star Wars video game that has nothing to do with the Jedi, and so I think that's yeah. what I, appreci- I I really liked about uh, about Rogue One is like obviously there is the Darth, Darth, Vader. Darth Vader's in it, yeah. but like he really doesn't play a huge plot point in in its. While I love the scene at the end where he goes nuts, it's really more just fan service than it is anything to do with the plot itself. Yeah. You know, the, like the meat and potatoes of the movie has ended at that point and they're just right. like, all right, let's, let's jerk our fan base off real quick. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, but like, so it's, it, it's not necessarily these, these high minded ideals that everybody's, everybody's, you know, sticking to. It's like, Hey, look, we're, we're trying to accomplish, you know, we're trying to affect political change through any means necessary. And that is a really dirty process. 
Mm-hmm. So Saul Guerrero, you know, is is in Star Wars lore is considered either a hero or a war criminal by both the Republic and the Republic, the Rebels, and the Empire. And you know, this Andor Cassian Andor is, is considered this you know kind of like low life scum guy, but he's he's incredibly effective at being a, a spy and an assassin and all that. And that's somebody that the, that the rebels need. Mm-hmm. And he's not, you know, he's not Luke coming in in his white robes with a lightsaber. And he's, he, he, you know, I know Han Solo is supposed to be kind of the, the, the more cynical and, yeah you know, real one, but he's a whole lot dirtier, you know, messier than Han Solo ever oh, was. Right. I mean, Han's, Han Solo's an anti-hero and, and Cassian's not. I mean, right. Cassian's just a guy with a job, you know, yeah. n- not even, I was going to say, you know, like John McClane's just a guy that's put in situations, but yeah. but Cassian's like accepts who he is, doesn't try to be anything else. Yeah. And kind of, you know, winds up explaining that to uh, Jen, Jen or so. Yeah. You know. With with a lot of franchises, this this th- there's a big discussion that always happens with, you know, should, should a thing, should certain projects keep getting made? And it's always stems on how you feel about, um, the story world. If you're Dustin, Star Wars, having a rich universe, Star Wars's universe was created to support the characters that the first, you know, first film, but the first three films are about, you know, there's a vast the universe. Skywalker family, the, the Skywalker, Skywalker story, the Skywalker story. Like there's a, there's a rebel Alliance. There's other, there's obviously a bunch of other planets and worlds, but like, we're only really like exploring the things that matter to the story because obviously the story is unfolding and you know, the matrix, like here's what the matrix is. Uh, here's how, here's like, here's how it works. But this is a story about Neo and the crew of the Nebuchadnezzar. And then, you know, here's, here's middle earth here, you know, here's obviously these are based on books. So it's a little different, but like, you know, and, or Harry Potter, like, you know, books, but still like, here's the, what the wizarding world is. Here's middle earth. Here's, um, Westeros for game of Thrones. And so those are all successful franchises. And so then it's like, well, let's make more of them, but we can't make them about the characters because either they die or we got to do prequels. We're going to do continuations with other characters, the walking dead, you know? And so then it becomes something where maybe you can maintain quality. Maybe you can't, as some would argue the Marvel cinematic universe, like maybe you can maintain quality. Maybe you can't, but you're continuing to make something, you know, obviously for business reasons, because you have a built-in audience and brand identity that you've already got from the audience and you want to maintain that and monetize it. Great. Everyone knows that things are made to make money. We know that as an audience to me, it comes down to like, am I interested? So again, if you're Dustin, it's like, I, I was interested in this story, not because the story world was cool, but because I liked these characters. And so if you, if you apply that to star Wars, the other side of the coin and other, all these other things, but since we're talking about star Wars, the other side of that coin is, but because the story world that was none that was created for this, those characters is nonetheless very rich and has endless possibilities 
for not only stories that are unlike Luke Skywalker's story, you can have morally gray and morally complex people like Cassie and Andor contributing to the same cause that Luke was fighting for, but we can approach it more like, hey, this is like a real person um, who's a lot more complicated. They dip into this with the Mandalorian a little bit with Bill Burr's character and the people talking about, talking about, you know, how bad it is. Like, Hey, there's like 40,000 people on this ship that we blew up. Like stuff like that is like, right. Does it belong in star Wars? And it's, it's really a matter of opinion, but obviously the people making the shows and making money off the shows would be like, well, certainly, but a lot of people who love the shows would go, well, fuck yeah. Like it, (laughs) I think I I would much to me and I think Disney is good at doing this. At least they have been with, with their two biggest franchises and and the MCU, you know, winter soldier was, was a spy movie, you know, a a spy thriller that just had the trappings of a superhero movie. Yeah. The political spy thriller that happens to star captain America. Right. The Mandalorian is an old school Western that happens to take place in space. Yep. You know, so I would much rather see stuff like that mm-hmm. than I would, you know, the the 30 second live action remake of Beauty and the Beast or, you know, yes. whatever, or the 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 almost shot for shot remake of of the Lion, the Lion King, King or yeah. what you know just whatever I I just think that you know if we're talking about if the end goal is is to put out a good quality creative product then I'm perfectly fine with somebody using the framework of an existing universe yeah. to write good story you know yeah. to make good copy I I just I'm so tired of seeing you know shot almost shot for shot remakes for the sake of that, that's the money grab. That's yes. the, that's the, the, the create creatively bankrupt, bankrupt money grab yeah. that, that Hollywood's going after. Yeah. You know, I, I really, uh, I'm going to repackage something you already love and give it back right. to you and have I you pay care. for it again. I don't care. I don't care to see another Hawaii five remake. I don't care. You know, all these, <laughs> yeah, all these other, like, I mean, and it's not just Hollywood networks are doing them too. You know, yeah. Oh, let's redo that. I don't care about another, you know, NCIS yeah. or whatever, you know, I'm, I don't, it's the same story. Yeah. Everything is exactly the same. Yeah. You know, I mean that, Forgetting it's, Sarah Marshall did a great job of making fun of that stuff, you know? So yeah. why not explore this, this universe that exists and may, you know, is that a little bit easier than creating an entirely new universe of characters? Hell yeah, it is. Yeah. But it's easier to sell too. If the framework's there and people like it, why not? I mean, you can clearly yeah. do, you know, Dr. Strange in the multiverse of madness was a straight up horror film. Mm-hmm. You know, and and uh, and there were definitely elements of that in Thor: Love and Thunder. Yeah, but uh, which Jamie and I went and saw. I thought they did a, a fantastic job with. I thought Christian Bale did an excellent job in that, and the way they shot him and and all that, making him look super creepy was awesome. He looked. He looked at Marilyn Manson. I kept thinking. Yeah, he, he did. Looked, he did. <laughs> like and the, like the angles they got on him specifically to make him look like scary and scary and all that was. I thought was great. Yeah. Uh, but. 
you know, in some ways, I think it's almost harder to take an, ex- an established framework and say, okay, well, I love everything about this world. Now I'm going to make a, you know, I'm going to make a rom-com work in this, or I'm going to make a legal comedy work within the framework of this universe or, mm-hmm. or, you know, whatever the case may be. Um, I think that's a lot hard in some ways is a lot harder to do than just starting from scratch. Because you to still, me, you're still constraining yourself with, with the rules of whatever universe is already established. Yeah. For me, it comes down to like the points I give something, it, it, it just becomes part of the criteria for whether or not something is like great or just kind of good. Like if you made something that's completely fresh to me and you did it well, well then that's like, well, that's great. Cause not only do I not know what this is, but it blew me away. And then, you know, we go down the tiers to like, okay, here's a continuation of like a story world I already know, but you know, because, because most things, most things these days, of course, fall under, fall under, this is getting made no matter what, because a gigantic entity wants it to get made. You could, you could say this about She-Hulk or any other Marvel thing too, but like, again, we'll talk about Star Wars. This is getting made because someone bought it to make more of it to make money from it, but they want to make money from it because there's an audience for it and there's an audience for it because they love the other stuff that's been made. So even if you don't want it to be made, there's a clear paper trail for why it's getting made. And so all you can hope as a fan is, all right, it's going to get made period. So let's hope that whoever's making it cares about making it good and not just being paid to work on it until the money runs out on this idea. Let's hope they do a good job and don't just put Seth Rogen as a warthog because, Hey, that sounds great. That sounds hilarious. Exactly. Like exactly. And boy, those, all of the, all the John Favreau Disney stuff, aside from like the jungle book was just like a big tax write off to, for him to be able to like invent better motion capture, which is great for him and great for the medium. I didn't realize he was the one behind all that stuff. Well, he, he directed, so there's the jungle book and then there's, uh, the lion King was John Favreau. Yeah. I don't, I don't understand it. I, I, I I feel, I think I understand it. I, I'm a little shocked, but if you're him, it's like, well, I get to play with the visual effects volume, have a guaranteed gigantic paycheck. And if this goes well, I can keep make, I can work on star Wars stuff. Oh yeah, because he does. Because he's mean, like EP of the Mandalorian. He's the man that can do no wrong at at Disney, yeah. right? I mean, yeah. and across across. He's one of like their properties. Their cre- he's one of their creative shepherds, you know. So it's like, yeah. if you're gonna have Kathleen Kennedy bopping around Lucasfilm, well, then I would like John Favreau there as well, and 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 Dave Filoni being Dave like Fal- Dave, Dave Filoni is the, the man. guy. He's me. the guy. I mean, I think yeah. he's he's. Yeah. He ought to, I mean, I know it'll never happen, but he ought to be the head of that studio, not, not Kathleen Kennedy. I mean, he's, oh, no, he, he should be every, lots of people would agree with that. Lots of people ever since the Clone Wars show, they were like, it, Dave Filoni deserves more visibility and more say. I mean, part of it is he, you know, he just looks like a Star Wars nerd. Yeah, and so I does. think that's why he's not ever going to be the big boss man. You know, I mean, it was so hilarious. Like I saw like some, some like, um, archival, some footage of him, like on the set of, I think it was the Mandalorian. I think George Lucas came to set one day or something. And he was like pointing 
like showing George stuff and George is just like staring at like it's it's so I, I George Lucas is so hard to read because you can never tell if he's like, my God, what have I done? Or if, yeah, yeah. or if he's like, holy shit, this is awesome. I'm speechless. Like I can never tell. But Dave Filoni is showing George Lucas like, yeah, we made this we made this ship over here. Also, if you look over there, there's like a cantina. That guy he, has. I bet he was like, oh, this is our baby Yoda. And Lucas was like, it's not baby. It's not baby Yoda. It's not. A- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I couldn't help but thinking like he. He ought he ought to have more of a hand in things than it was like know. a handshake between the, the past yeah. and the present. Yeah. Yeah. Past, yeah. present, and future all kind of shaking hands there. George is like, maybe one day you can you can make four billion dollars too. Hey, maybe one day you can Disney can just kidding. You won't Disney can do a remake that everybody wants. I love how he he took the deal and then he like complained that they were like slave drivers. Like, I don't know, bro, you, isn't he you, like notorious for that being like really hard to work for buddy you signed a piece of paper and you accepted four billion dollars <laughs> from these people yeah so exactly. like, whether they are getting... literally slave drivers or not you took their money you didn't sign an nda but you sort of signed a piece of paper that you wouldn't be a dick after the fact He's received so much criticism too for going back and changing up things he didn't like about the original trilogy that everybody else really likes. Mm-hmm. That it, it's kind of like a, I mean, like, come on, man, who are you to talk at this point? Like, you've, you know, they should, but they at sh- the same time, he had a really good point in that those movies were just shite. What the, uh, the new, the first order trilogy. Oh, okay. The seven, eight, nine. Yeah. I, I was not a fan. I mean, I was a fan in that like I was excited to have new content, but I was just constantly let down by it. Yeah. It like none of it lived up. And I get Ryan John like and I like Ryan Johnson. Mm-hmm. Not I love Knives Out. Yeah. Um, a lot of, Ryan I, Johnson's I like a great. Lot, a lot of the stuff he's done. He just should have been in charge of a segmented story where he's taking <laughs> he was put in a weird situation where he was he was expected to do something with the second of, of three movies and seemingly had no communication with the people in front of or behind him. <laughs> what to do? Well, or, or had even seen the plot that was laid out in the first one. Like, yeah. And I know yeah. his whole thing was like, Oh, we're subverting expectations. Kind <laughs> I, of, I guess uh, kind of you, but you also made a lot of characters that you spent a lot of time setting up in the first movie. Feeling consistent. And just completely irrelevant. Yeah. What was the point? What was Snopes point? We never, we'll never know. No. Unless we go in and buy the, you know, novels that you're supposed to read in between each, <laughs> each stack. I mean, that was the other thing that drove me nuts. Yeah. I'm not going to go read three novels no. to know all the details that you should tell me in the movie. If I have to go elsewhere to get my information, then it's not canon. The, yeah, exactly. Like, e- even those like com, even like the uh, the Star Trek, like like the, the the comic book, like you know, things they would do before like the J.J. Abrams films. It's like look, I'm not doing this multimedia horseshit. Right. You, you put it in the movie, or it's the, it's not real. Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Even, even like webisodes, I'm, even like the office webisodes, it's like, those aren't canon. I'm not going to watch those. I forgot they did those. Yeah, they did. They, they won, they won Emmys for them. It's crazy. They yeah. Really? yeah. They, they won like, yeah. 
there's a whole thing in the writer's strike about those because they weren't like getting paid. NBC wasn't paying them because they weren't on TV. Like you still <laughs> made content, you fucks. Yeah. <laughs> you, you can't just not pay us. Well, that's yeah. like those in between shorts they did for the Marvel stuff during Infinite, where it was like Coulson yeah. and the other dude that was sitting down. Like some, they're, some, they're, they're great. They're funny. Yeah. Some people want them to keep making those, like. Or, or more like one-offs. Like a lot of people are, a lot of people, there's a lot of buzz for a werewolf by night. Um, oh, I heard yeah. really, really good things about that. I haven't, I haven't watched it yet, but they're like, no, it's great. It's less than an hour. You know, uh, it's just, it's just as long as it needs to be. doesn't need to be serious. doesn't need to be a feature length film. It just functions perfectly in this one hour that they gave it. And I was like, that's, oh, that's the cool thing about, yeah. Oh, it's I like thought a, it was a like series. A, no, it's like a 52 minute special. Interesting. It's a one and done. And that's one of the things that's really cool about Disney plus and streaming. It's like you can make things like that on just for just a, such an abbreviated purpose. And it, right. yeah, it's like that, that's something, that's something special. Okay. Hope you enjoyed that. That was the episode. Um, thanks for listening and uh, there should be a, a new episode of this podcast dropping on Friday have a good week 